Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star, both here in Compass, all of you watching in the theater, and all of you up in the chapel, and all of you online today. We're so glad that y'all carved out a little bit of time out of your schedule to spend it with us at North Star. We are in the third week of our Whatever It Takes series, where we've been talking about the spirit of people that Jesus taught stories about him we see in scripture that were willing to do something bigger than them. They're willing to go an extra mile for somebody they may or may not even have known really well. So I want you to do me a favor. Go ahead and take the app out. That's going to be the easiest way to follow along. Or you got your sermon note sheet in your Bible. Turn to the book of Luke where our host, and by the way, did the, did the host and their kids not do a great job during the series? Haven't they done great? That's been so fun. I have a feeling there's been a lot of bribing going on. All right, you're here early, and uh, but I'm really, really glad they've added so much to be a part. So we've been talking about these whatever it takes people, and it was sort of based out of where we are as a church. We're we're in a whatever it takes season. So North Star turned 27 years old on January the 5th, and celebrated 27 years as a church. And we look back, and it it really has been an amazing journey. But it doesn't take long walking in the room today to go, we're out of space. And it's crowded. We've been talking about that over these few weeks. Uh, the only service we have room now in is 850. And it isn't a lot. Um, and so we've talked about the spirit of whatever it takes to create a place for people who don't go to church yet, right? For people that are like you or me, but they just hadn't found their way here yet for whatever reason that is. And so we sort of talked about a couple different pieces of that just to make sure we're all on the same page. Then we'll dive in our message this morning. Um, we talked about we're gonna put a lobby right back here. So we encompass right back here off that parking lot is gonna be a beautiful lobby. It'll be great. It'll make it very easy when you invite a friend to meet them there, to get them in the room. It's not gonna be hard to find people and it, it just helps in a lot of ways. Remember, 50,000 people during the year come to North Star that aren't North Star events. So it gives us a great space to make it easier for them. But really the biggest thing has been our children's building, which will be to my right, to your left. Um, that building will allow us to reach more kids and reach more families, just to be honest with you, for kids to be able to hear about Jesus at their earliest age and to grow up with the knowledge of who Jesus is and what he has for their life. Right now, we can't get all the kids in the rooms. And so, and there's 80,000 people within 15 minutes of here don't even go to church yet. And we just feel like we're here for those people. And so we've talked about that. And we've talked about we're gonna add seats in this room, in the compass room, we're gonna add seats. So the room's gonna be reoriented and we're gonna add seats. And so here's the first time anybody's seen a picture of this. This is what the room's gonna look like with the bucket. Look how much smaller I look on there. It's amazing. I like the, I like the image. I, I like the shot there. I've got, I got a tan and everything. And so that's a shot of, of what this room will eventually look like with a balcony. Why? Because 27 years ago, people did whatever it takes to get us here today. How many of you would say, I did not attend North Star 27 years ago? Raise your hand, all right? Well, a group of people saw your face and they gave to your story. That's what we're gonna talk about today. So this is one of the most famous parables 
that Jesus told. Uh, it's the one that most people think of first when it comes to the word compassion. Actually, December of 1996 was the very first message we ever shared at North Star. We, and it wasn't even in official services, like a gathering of about 50 people down at the Days in Comfort and Conference Center before we had our first service to do a little run through. And I did, I did a story on the Good Samaritan. Why? Because it has in it all the components of what makes this whole thing work. Three things I want you to write down today. Number one, what happens when plans are more important than people? So interesting, this whole, this whole story came about because a guy asked a great question. The problem was he asked it with bad motives. The guy that asked the question was trying to trip Jesus up. He was trying to stump Jesus. He was trying to throw Jesus off his game. And Jesus throws the question back to him. And the guy ends up saying, well, who is your neighbor? And trying to justify himself. And Jesus unpacks the story. And he tells the story of a priest and a Levite. They were religious leaders who were religious, but had lost their heart. They knew the right things, but they never did the right things, or they, at least they didn't in this story. Everybody knew the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. There was a steep drop. It was not a great area of town, right? How many of y'all, is it's hard now that Truist is here. You remember going to games at Turner Field? Anybody remember going to Turner Field? If you didn't get back on the expressway and you took a wrong turn, it could get a little, get a little dangerous. I remember shoving my kids down going, don't put your head up, I'm lost, all right? And they're laying in the floorboard like this. Well, Jericho to Jerusalem, that road had some rough spots in it. These guys walked it. But the day that Jesus tells the story, when they walked it, they saw a man beaten, battered, bruised, robbed by bandits, and the priest and the Levite walked by. Now get this, everybody get this. They saw him with these eyes, but they didn't see him with these eyes. They saw him physically, but they didn't see him in here. And there's a lot of conjecture why they didn't stop. We don't know. They weren't going to worship. They were coming from worship. So it wasn't like a ceremonial thing. They're on their way home. Can I tell you why I think they didn't stop? I'll just tell you my opinion. I don't think they cared. I think it was an inconvenience. I think it was a pain. They were going somewhere. They had a pickleball tournament to make it to, and so they were, they were on the way to get there, right? Wherever they were headed, their plan was more important than the person. Y'all do know that still happens to churches. Did y'all know that? A long, the longer an organization exists, it can become to exist more for insiders than outsiders, these guys forgot who they were and they forgot what was most important and their plan was more important than the person. I'm gonna be honest with you, there have been many points in my journey that has been my story. Religiousness has nothing to do with it. The right heart has everything to do with it. And then Jesus flips the script on the story and point number two happens. 
what happens when people are more important than plans. And he tells the story of the despised Samaritan. So let me just tell you the way this works. Samaritans were never the hero of a story. They were the outcasts, they were the misfits, they were the people who didn't fit in. And Jesus tells this story to a religious leader and he goes, let me make one thing clear. The least likely one became the hero of the story. Why? Because he didn't just see the guy lying on the side of the road with these eyes. He saw him with these eyes. I want everybody to look at me. Compassion moves you to do something. When you have compassion, you're like, I can't look past this. You name me any great movement that's happened, and I will tell you the story of somebody who was moved in here. And then I went on a retreat this fall with a, a group called Convoy of Hope, and they're a national organization, and the founder of it was telling their story, and he was sort of doing a, a journey to learn about famous people, and he was in Calcutta with Mother Teresa, and he was interviewing her about why she does what she does. And this gentleman, Hal Donaldson, said, I'll never forget her little eyes looking at me going, and what are you doing for the poor and suffering? And he said, I hung my head in shame because I wasn't doing anything. Now he runs a national organization to help people like she did. Why? Because he was moved with compassion. See, all of a sudden that Samaritan saw himself on the side of the road. He saw his dad or his mom or his sister or his brother. He knew what it was like. The priest and Levite didn't care because it wasn't them. Or they may have gone, maybe there was a biasness that they had of going, well, if he wouldn't have been so stupid to be walking this time of day, this wouldn't have happened to him. We don't know why, but they passed by on the other side. But the Samaritan stopped. And the crazy part of the story is Jesus says, and he bandaged up his wounds He put him on his own donkey. And principle number three is what happens when compassion outweighs the cost. See, whatever it takes people, think about compassion before they think about the price tag of it. Because this guy puts him up on his donkey, bandages his wounds, puts him on his donkey, takes him to the nearest hotel in pays for his time there and tells the innkeeper, I'll come back to cover any other charges there might be. Never thinking about the cost. Why? Because the person was more important than the cost. So we began this journey a few weeks back and I told you about an original group of Mac carriers here. If you were here two Sundays ago, if you weren't, you can go catch it online. That group began to pray in 1996 for a church they didn't even have a name for. I wasn't in it. Ike wasn't in it, our founding pastor. This little group gathered in 
Aqua, Georgia on a, in a little den and they started praying for a church for people who didn't go to church. When we finally partnered up with them later that fall, we were at a home in Marietta. Probably 30 of us. Some new people had joined in that group and I remember we were kneeling on the floor. I remember it was a brick floor, so I remember. We were kneeling on that floor and I remember one of the gentlemen in that early group saying these words, how can we put a price tag on a soul? Somehow they knew your story and somehow they knew my story. That's 96. Those Mac carriers changed the trajectory of a lot of futures because the people were worth the cost. They bought 40 acres of land. They built this building. It's crazy, crazy. So one of the things, because I've told their story so much, I wanted for a few of them and as many of them as I could get together to hear the difference that they've made. I want you to listen to this video, would you? I want you guys to know tonight that there are faces to the story of what it looks like to reach a city and reach a community. And tonight, rather than me just saying thank you, I've got some good friends that are gonna come in tonight to say thank you. I'm Terrence Collins, this is my wife, Essie. Thank you guys for being here this evening. Um, just some information about us, uh, and this, a little bit of what you threw out Sunday, the statistic, 80,000. 80,000 people within 15 minutes of here did not go, do not go to church, right? In 2009, I was in that group. We've been married for almost 20 years, and in 2009, we started going to church because he was going through a depression uh, crisis. And seeing him go from a man that had no hope and found no hope on anything the world had to give and seeing him go through this journey where he has found, and now he lives with the knowledge and the understanding that the only thing that will give him that joy and peace is a relationship with God. It's, it's been an incredible journey. So I thank you guys for the world that you created for us here at North Star, because we have an incredible journey together now in, in the Lord. So thank you very much. My name is Becky Loveland. This is my daughter, Emma Sue. <laughs> And uh, with our son, Kelson, and my husband, Andy, we've been attending here at North Star since 2015. Um, we started coming here to North Star um, so that our son could, excuse me, I'm very nervous, um, so that my son could be part of the Imagine Ministry, um, special needs ministry here, um, and that um, somewhere that would accept him and welcome him and all the things that came with him, because there were lots of things that came with him, and um, they sure did. The Imagine Ministry was such a gift to us. Um, every time he walked into the classroom up there, there was always, and we didn't get to come to church a lot during those years, um, just because he had a lot of medical challenges and such, but every time we walked in there, um, there was smiles and there was love and there was Jesus, and it was, um, it was just what our family needed, so, um, 
Kelson uh, went home to be with the Lord in May of 2020, and um, and Mike and Kathy um, helped, and tons of volunteers that we didn't know, um, helped us put together his memorial service um, that we had here. And uh, it was just a beautiful, perfect tribute to him. And um, we just are so thankful for our North Star family here. They've walked with us through some really, really difficult times um, and really dark days. And um, we're just so thankful for the, the foresight and the faithfulness that you all have shown in, in coming together and bringing North Star to us um, all those years ago. Thank you. My name is Priscilla, and I have been going to North Star my whole life, which has been 22 years. So North Star started a little bit before me, but that's okay. Um, and I just want to say thank you to all of you guys for, you know, just praying for this place. Um, I gave my life to Christ while being a part of our high school ministry here, and I'm just very thankful. And now I'm able to work with our missionary partners here, thankfully, with the apprenticeship. Uh, I especially want to thank Miss Lynn and Miss Barbara for both of y'all just loving on me just so well after getting to know y'all and just supporting me. Um, I'm trying not to cry. I told myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> um, but just supporting me through um, all my mission work. <laughs> and um, just with your prayers and without your faithfulness just to live sent, I don't think I would be where I am today. So just thank you so much. Yeah. We are the Burkettes and we started at North Star 10 years ago. My wife and I were having a hard time finding a church home to raise our family in, but that was until we found North Star and we found our home. This summer, I accepted Christ thanks to North Star. We, we made different friends at North Star. My Paul watches North my, my Star on watch every Sunday in Ohio. <laughs> so my name is Noah. And I've gone to North Star since I was a little kid, but there was always a shadow of doubt in my head that I didn't believe in Jesus and that I wouldn't go to heaven. So this past summer, I went to a church camp that North Star was doing for middle schoolers. And there I learned a lot about Jesus, and I learned that what I was feeling, a lot of other people have felt, and that it was just the devil whispering in my ear. So with that knowledge, that's really how I came to accept Jesus into my heart. So in August, I got baptized in the newly built springs and um, I just wanted to thank you guys for all that you did. We're the Catwallander family, and uh, my wife and I grew up going to church, uh, but as we got older, we kind of lost our faith a little bit. Um, after our son was born, we both realized how important it is for him to grow up in a strong Christian family, so we started visiting different churches, and to be honest with you, none of them really felt right. But in 2018, one of our neighbors invited us to North Star, from the first time we walked in these doors, it's felt like home. And uh, it's been a, a great blessing for us and our faith journey ever since. And uh, so we're very thankful for your vision and for your gift of North Star. It's helped us find our way home. My name is Nathan. I got introduced to North Star back in 2016. And uh, when I first got introduced to the church, I was just in a really dark, really dark and lonely place. And um, through serving on the worship team here in the student ministry and hearing the messages every Sunday, God began to do a work in my life. And uh, a year later, decided to accept God as my, uh, accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. And um, I'm just very thankful for North Star for helping me find my faith. My name is Eric Blumenthal. And growing up, my family was spiritual, but we didn't attend church regularly. When I was 14, Abigail Reichard invited myself and my best friends to attend North Star Church. 
We started going every Sunday at North Cobb High School. Shortly after that, my entire family began to attend, and for the last 25 years, this place has meant everything to me. It's where I met Christ. It's where I was baptized. It's where we were married. It's where we brought home, we brought all four of our babies to be dedicated. And it's where I found a church home and family and small group. It's where we went and found strong marital models to look after and Daniel and Bonnie Hoover and their marriage adventure. And we're grateful. Hi, my name is Brittany Blumenthal. As we um, started our journey here as a family, I recommitted my life to Christ and I was baptized here. We have been a part of so many amazing events put on by North Star, from plenty of ch children's events to Night to Shine, and um, I was even afforded the opportunity to go to or to go to Guatemala on a mission trip. So thank you guys so much. My name is Ryan Blumenthal, and North Star has been my church home for as long as I can remember. I was saved here. I've been baptized here. My wife and I are in a couples group here, and I know one day that we will raise our kids within the North Star family. I'm so thankful for North Star for a lot of reasons, but the main reason, it's been a constant for me in my journey and my faith. Thank you. My name is Jeff Blumenthal. Uh, North Star has been my church home since 2016, um, attending virtually online, living in Washington, D.C. from an apartment. Um, this is the church that led me to Christ. This is the church that baptized me. Uh, both of my children, my wife and I, we dedicated them at this church. I'm grateful for North Star, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you. My name is Ira Blumenthal. I was raised in New York uh, in a Jewish family. My family wasn't spiritually Jewish. They were culturally Jewish. And, and I spent decades trying to find God, trying to find a purpose. And my young son, Eric, who you heard from a little while ago, said, Dad, you need to come with me to uh, North Cobb High School. There's a new church starting out called um, North Star. And I went to North Star. And even though it took me decades, I want you to know at 68 years old, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And at 70, I was baptized in God's bathtub, the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> and I give credit, total credit, the Catalyst North Star Church. My wife, Kim. Kim Blumenthal moved to the Ackworth area 31 years ago with our two sons and had our third one right here. We started going with North Cobb High School you know, to North Star Church, and it would really became a very wonderful environment for our family because of our diverse background. I grew up in the Methodist Church, and we got married in the Methodist Church. So this was a very, very comfortable place for us and a comfortable place for our family. And I feel like spiritually, it's really the glue, the glue to our family and the glue to our spirituality. My name is Bennett Blumenthal. I always look forward to go to church all these Sundays. This is where I met my friends, and this is a very good place. My name is Camden Blumenthal, and I went. I love this church, and I got baptized, and I got saved in Winship Camp. Thank you all. As you've heard, this has been uh, not only important for the Blumenthal family, what you guys have done, but it's changed the trajectory of our family to come. You know, the very first week of the series, we talked about back carriers. And when Jesus looked up through the hole in the roof and said there, he is healed because of your faith. These people stand around this room because of your faith. Everything good has come from this church since Amen. we started.
There was a lot of emotion in that room that night. So ironic it, uh, not one Mac carrier, Good Samaritan that sat around that table knew one person that stood up to tell their story when North Star started. But they did whatever it took and changed families for eternity because they provided a place. And they were just normal everyday, but they were unlikely heroes, right? This morning, my normal stop on Sunday morning where I get my Diet Coke wasn't open, and so I had to go get it. Don't judge me, all right? And so I had to go down and get a Diet Coke and down at McDonald's, I had to drive down a little bit, but it was right where I needed to be because Instead of coming back up 41, I drove back up the old 41 down from where uh, Cowboys used to be down that area all the way back up. And boy, whew, a lot of memories on that road. The very first road I drove in on when I saw where I was gonna spend what I thought was the first few years of my ministry, June of 91, drove down that road coming up to the church that I served in for five and a half years to be their youth pastor. And, and literally when I got there, I thought, I'll be in Kennesaw a really, really short time. It's not gonna be long. It was 1991, all right? And so that's, a, that's what I had in my brain. I saw that church and man, this morning, my heart, because that was the church I served in that gave me such a great taste of ministry. It was the church when Ann and I got married in October of 91 that she moved down from West Virginia and we planted our lives there, really thought we'd be there forever with that group of kids. We had Casey while we were there. You know, it's funny, that's all I can think about this morning. Outside salvation, my, my major life commitments have all been made living in this community. Been a husband to Ann, wanting to be the best I could be failing more than succeeding, but trying hard, right? 32 years. Being a dad, I drove by Adams Park right down here where I yelled at Casey many times when I shouldn't have, but down on a, a ball field, Mayor Michael playing on the playground. Wanting to be a great dad to pave a way for them to follow Jesus the rest of their journey when they left us. And then here, this is home. As much as I walk into our home and it feels like home, I walk in this place, it feels like home. You're home. Here's the question. Are we willing to do whatever it takes for the people that we don't know yet? I really feel like God has put us here and put me here to pastor this community to Jesus. But I can't do it by myself, I need you. And I wanna invite you to be a part. Who's to say years from now, you're not one of the unlikely heroes sitting around a table and somebody's telling the story of your faithfulness. I don't know what any of those people gave 
to help start all this. I, I truly don't know. I just know they gave their heart. 